Hey, everybody, welcome back yet again for a Buckeye breakdown with Zach Boren. It is time to get into the Silver Bullets and the latest performance, which was a 44 to 31 win for Ohio State at Penn State. Pretty significant for a lot of reasons. Ohio State moves to 8 and 0. They are heading into November unbeaten. Uh, you know, any win at Penn State is significant, as Zach Boren can attest. Uh, so maybe not the finest collective performance by the Silver Bullets, Zach, but individually there were a lot of moments of brilliance that we're probably going to have to break down extensively in this episode there were there were some big time players that absolutely balled out in this game and um you, you know you said it winning at penn state is tough facing adversity in the fourth quarter is a great thing this team hadn't faced any adversity at all year besides really the Notre dame game where they were losing at halftime then come out in the third quarter and kind of started dominating that game Taking a, a deficit into the fourth quarter, especially on the defensive side, knowing, hey, we got to go out and make some stops. We know we, we got to get the ball back to the offense. There's a confidence builder about that. And going into November when, when championships are won, you need that confidence as defense. You don't want the first time, you know, kind of having that feeling November 26th against Michigan. You wanted to feel that and having it on the road in Happy Valley against Penn State. I know Buckeye Nation isn't thrilled about it. I know uh, maybe some of the coaching staff isn't thrilled about everything. But as a team in the locker room, as we see, you know, the videos after the locker room <laughs> and at it, as a unit, it's the best thing for those guys. Yeah, I wonder, Like that was more of one of those talent-equated games. I don't think we should dismiss that. Both you and I you know, said on Thursday we thought Ohio State would win comfortably. They didn't quite get to that point the way we thought they did, except for the fourth quarter where it was definitely a lopsided matchup. One thing that we talked about, though, with Jim Knowles early on in the year was that like there may be elements of his approach and his scheme where it's really, really aggressive, and that might mean one or two big plays down the field. And then the trade-off is that you create a handful of turnovers. Now, I don't think also that we envisioned they would come from the defensive ends, but that was sort of maybe more what I envisioned. Not 31 points necessarily, but a couple big plays are given up, and in return, you make some turnovers. Yeah, you, you knew Jim Knowles was going to take some chances. We we knew that all year, and finally he gets into a tight game, and what's he doing in the second half? Instead of sitting back, guess what? He's still coming after him, and I think that's just Jim Knowles' M.O., and I love that as defense coordinator. It doesn't matter you know, if, if you're losing and if Penn State goes down, they go up two scores. We're still being aggressive. We're being who we are. Uh, the big things that you saw and I think that they need to get better at is you finally saw the missed tackles, which Penn State went for a long touchdown on, the, on their very first touchdown of the game when – uh, I, I believe maybe J.K. Johnson and Tanner McAllister uh, didn't make a tackle. And you also saw when you brought pr pressure with a quarterback who's able to use his legs, which, um, it, you know, th they were, it's how do those plays transpire with getting the ball down the field? And how many times did we see uh, Penn State, you know, get out of the pocket, and then next thing you know, throw a ball down the field and you have a tight end that's open. You have a wide receiver that's open. And playing against J.J. McCarthy in Michigan, he has those legs. And so those are two things with the missed tackles and then making sure when we are aggressive that we're in our rush lanes and they can't break the pocket. Those are two things that are going to be huge learning points for this defense. Okay, so it was about uh, three weeks ago. Uh, we decided, hey, let's take a look at J.T. Tuimoloao and the impact he's making. It's not showing up in the stat sheet. Now, normally, we don't double back. We try to do as many players as we can throughout the course of a season, bring some different looks every week. But if you make history and stuff the stat sheet, and we've previously said that you weren't doing that, but you were good, well, we got to come back. A history-making performance, sort of like Chase Young in 2019 against Wisconsin, 
uh abosa we didn't do buck iq back in those days but uh we certainly did for chase young jt to put himself in that category on saturday he did he absolutely balled out and yes we try and give the love but after a game <laughs> like you actually dominate the game you have to highlight it <laughs> and Oh my God, JT was unbelievable. I actually, I'm watching the game and I call it, and you know, I'm like, watch, they're gonna get a pick six right here, and 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 put this game away. Next, you know, very first play, JT pick six, my jaw open. So JT held performance. You deserve a second breakdown in three weeks. Yep. So let's get to it because there were a lot of plays for Zach to break down the JT Tuimola Wow game, as I am calling it forever now. Yeah, I've been around Berm too much. Bad puns, but anyway, we're gonna do it anyway. Let's roll the tape. All right, Zach, talk about uh, the defense trying to set the tone with turnovers early on and then a hint of what was to come for JT to Imolo a third and nine situation. Match the hands, I believe Larry Johnson likes to call it. Oh, my God. This is a start of just an all-out performance. You're going to see this play after play that we that we go through right now. But look at the down. Third and nine. You know, hey, almost 50-yard line. Penn State, you know, what are they going to do here? They're known to go to the screen, especially to that wide receiver screen that we've seen over the years. JT realizes it quickly, knows, hey, listen, it's quick. Offense tackle goes inside of me, isn't even attempting to block me. I need to get my hands up right away. Gets his hands up. He is a big dude. People don't realize how big JT is is when he when he gets his hands up in the air bats the ball and man Zach Harrison what an athletic play getting an interception right here those two guys have been playing exceptionally well yeah great awareness there by Zach Harrison I don't I don't think that should be diminished as part of that play either tipping it to himself he was engaged with a blocker great work by Zach Harrison as well um, yeah, I mean, this is an athletic play. Hard to do. You're engaged in a block. You tip the ball to yourself, make the interception. In my mind, you know, this should have been almost putting the game away quickly, especially after this <laughs> next play. You set up our offense, you know, on the 40-yard line, on the road, after the first drive. Man, you think that sets the team up for success, but the defense had to continue making plays throughout the day. All right. I felt like on Saturday, and I, I didn't. Like I've seen defensive ends jump up and bat balls. I've seen them jump up and make pick sixes that look like tight end plays. I don't really ever remember seeing a play like this from a defensive end in coverage. Uh, no, I haven't either. Third and three right here. JTT drops back, literally reading the quarterback's eyes. He's playing like Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers right here. They better get worried about their positions because JTT... <laughs> playing as, as good and athletic as can be. But sitting right here, taking away the, the running backs inside, knowing where, where to leverage the running back. Sitting here, reading the quarterback size, and then making this interception. I don't think people realize how tough of a catch this was. He breaks on the ball, goes down low, fingertips his catch, and gets, gets an interception. I mean, this is an unbelievable play. It's hard enough for cornerbacks to break on routes like this. And then you've got a defensive end on a running back. I just, uh, it was so incredible. And then to finish it with the catch, like you said. It's unbelievable. And, and, you know, people, I I talked about his leverage. You know, this is a defensive end. He's not used to covering guys in space. He sits on the uh, the running back's inside shoulder, which is exactly what you do. If he's sitting on the outside shoulder, he can't make this play. Instead, he sits on his inside shoulder, knows exactly what to do, reads the quarterback size right here. He's literally sitting at the yardage marker, too. He dropped in the coverage and knew exactly where the sticks were. I mean, this is a veteran linebacker play, and he's keeping everything in front of him. Instead, sees it, breaks on it, makes the, makes the INT here. Unbelievable. Yeah, so two plays in the first quarter alone that, got, that lead to turnovers for Ohio State. He was not even close to done, Zach, and 
boy, this was a sight to behold just watching him work off the edge. It, it is. And look, if you pause this right here, look at this. 16-14, Ohio State just took the lead. Second and seven, fourth quarter. And guess what? Defense, we need to make a play. We need to get off the field, get our offense the ball again. Look at this. Comes right off the edge. He's he's probably thinking at this point, really tight end coming across the formation, trying to block me right here. Makes a makes an unbelievable play. Dips his shoulder. Look at him dipping his shoulder right there. Gets inside. Get, gets underneath the tight end. I mean, when you dip your shoulder, what what why guys do this and why we talk about it? You don't give the offensive lineman or tight end or pass blocker in this situation, whatever it might be, anywhere to put his hands. They want a target to be able to put their hands to hold up. Instead, the tight end, when you get skinny like that, his, his aiming point is so much smaller, and you see him try to get his hands on JTT, and he just can't because the aiming point is so small. He's got his left hand on his back, and there's nothing he can do. JTT makes the tackle right here for a massive. Yeah, I am not uh, a football coach, so I'll defer to James Franklin and Mike Yersich's um, million-dollar salaries, but it doesn't seem like putting a tight end on JT Tuomolo is the smartest decision in the world or leaving him one-on-one, but what do I know? I I don't coach Penn State. It it was just dumb. At the time, they thought they'd call a cute play. just doesn't work out. This one, too. You saw JTT all game long going at this offense tackle. And, you know, what's he going to do? Is he going to get me with power? Is he going to get me with speed? He had shown speed throughout the day. Here, look, he shows speed, goes to a bull rush, and this dude has just got no chance whatsoever. You see how strong and long and, and, and from JT's standpoint, how well he plays with leverage. He's got his right arm right underneath his shoulder pad right now, and he's got a full-on lockout. This offense tackle is so off balance that he has to turn his back. I mean, this is an unbelievable play. He's going to get to the quarterback. And so many times this year, we saw him not be able to get to the quarterback, right? We just outlined it two or three weeks ago that yep. he's – He's absolutely dominating the offensive lineman, but he's just a second too short. Instead, he gets there, gets the, gets the strip sack and the fumble recovery. Massive play. Yeah, that was uh, quite the spin cycle that he put the right tackle into there. And then this turns out the, more of that awareness from the defensive ends. We saw that from Zach Harrison early on. Ball bouncing around. JT turns around, scoops it right up. Just He was around it all day. It's, it's crazy. Sometimes that happens, I guess. You get some momentum or the hot hand, but... You rarely ever see it to this extent. A hundred percent. There's an athletic ability about it, right? Being able to find the football, locate it, get on it, do those little things, find the football in the air, break on a football. Like there's an athletic aspect to that that I don't think people realize uh, that how tough it is, especially you know when you when you got the offense tackle in a spin cycle, like you said, you get a straight. <laughs> You've got no idea where the ball went, and then you 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 have to locate it and jump on it. Great play, and then this, my goodness, man, just unbelievable! All these plays that we just went over literally is going to be his highlight tape for for the NFL draft come uh, to twenty twenty four. Right? I mean. They are going to be playing these plays nonstop, and people are going to be like, wow, that's an unbelievable highlight tape, and people are going to then say, wow, that was in one game. All of this happened in one game. <laughs> and JTT right here, again, man, it goes back. It's the very first play that that we that we uh, went over, right? They're trying to go to this little wide receiver screen that we've seen. This time, instead of the offense tackle, just avoiding him and getting out into space, they're like, hey, listen, JT can't get his hands up. We need to chop him, get a, get his hands down, and then we can throw this and get through. Well, guess what? Hey, JTT is going to stiff arm this dude, push him down to the ground, and be able to jump up and make the interception right here. This is the best play of the day. 
by far best play of the day. Gets the offense tackled down. It gets off the chop block. Jumps up in the air. Makes the no one realize how hard of a catch this is too. With a guy throwing a fastball at you from about ten feet, right? <laughs> Make play gets into the end zone. JTT man, God, unbelievable game. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to put it into context of like doing anything that a normal human would do, like tie your shoes and then have somebody throw a tennis ball at your head, like. It's very, <laughs> but very similar. That's why I don't think people realize how hard this is, especially you have to react. Like, you know, he didn't know this play was coming. You have to be able to react while this is going on at full speed, and it's milliseconds on how quickly you have to realize what is going on. So we realized, hey, offense tackle's trying to chop me. It's kind of that same play they ran earlier. Guess what? Instead of chopping me, I'm going to put push his head down. You know, you they, they teach it. You, you've seen it at practice. They They – punch down on the bags all the time you punch on the on the back of the of the player's shoulder pads when he's going down or the back of his helmet you get him down you create space off of him and then guess what you keep your head up while you're doing it because if your head's down you got no idea what's going on in front of you so you keep your head up he realizes that what's going on is able to jump up and there you go that's why jtt wanted to play basketball so much in the ohio state buckeyes tweeted about him afterwards because they see plays <laughs> like oh man what kind of alley-oops could we throw to him in the shot team center yeah, so uh, our consensus from the previous Buck IQ for JT to Amala was, yeah, we think he's good. Hey, I guess we were right, Zach. We, we, we were right. We have the tendency to do that sometimes. We were talking about it with Eichenberg last year. Tommy Eichenberg getting fifteen tackles on Saturday. You know, not not to cut him. Uh, you know, not to cut him short by any means. But JTT man, been talking about it all year and how well he's been playing, and finally. He gets there. It's just kind of, you know, I, I, I equate it. You're a golfer. And and for other people who are golfers, it's kind of like you go out to the first hole, right? You get on the green and you've got a par putt from 10 feet. And guess what? It, it goes in the hole and you see it go in the hole. And that's what you kind of saw JTT early on made the play and finally was like, man, I got there. Then throughout that golf round, guess what? That that hole looks a little bit bigger and that putter right. gets hot. JTT, man, he gained that confidence and it just started getting hot. And the next thing you know, man, he's just finding the football and just making plays left and right. I hate to compare JTT to golf, but for any normal person who's not strapping on the pads every Saturday and instead is going on a golf course, they'll understand that that uh, similarity. Yeah, perfect to put it into context for me. Uh, all I know is we didn't have to maybe go on the, the sturdiest, have to go out on a flimsy limb with JT Tuamola, one of the highest rated recruits. Uh, Ohio State has landed in a long time, but uh, he is certainly coming along with the development just like the Buckeyes envisioned, and he got himself another Buckeye Q this season with Zach Bourne. Uh, Buckeyes back at it on Saturday at noon. We will be uh, talking about Ohio State and Northwestern at this time next week with the great Zach Bourne. For Zach, I'm Austin. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.